Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. We ain't nothing but some cheese. We ain't nothing but some cheese. Cheese on the podcast. Cheese on the podcast. Outside of Fox It Podcast. What's going on, fam? Hope everybody's having a great day on this Sunday. January 28, 2018. The show that's been going on keeps coming on and coming on, man. Great Sunday this morning. Average fights yesterday. And epic announcements during the week. But Sunday is Sunday. For some of those fans such as myself, I don't know if you're paying too much attention to the Pro Bowl that's going on today. I know it does good ratings, but I never really care much for the Pro Bowl. One thing that's going on today, rather interested in that my man Willer might take a liking to as well is the Royal Rumble. Not only to keep in touch with WWE as much as I used to, but I do watch for the Divas division in which Alexa Bliss is, that's my girl, and obviously Royal Rumble, SummerSlam. Um, outside those ones, WrestleMania, man, that's the ones I kind of stay consistent with. But it's a great Sunday today. Just got out the gym fixing my protein shake up right now. Strawberry banana flavored up. Let's take it to my man, Willa the King, out in Houston, Texas. D. Willa Wilson, what's going on, my brother? How you doing? Oh, man. Doing good, R.C. Another wonderful Sunday out here in Houston, Texas. Um, you know, uh, like you said, average boxing. We got on this morning discussing what we wanted to talk about. You wanted to disrespect the boxing fans and uh, bring the main topic to the end. I had to tell you that, you know, as a bringer of news, you know, we're, we're doing boxing news as we do our little uh, commentary also. But, you know, we've got to be on top of everything. Uh, you know, last Wednesday, Showtime made, made a great announcement about a lot of good fights, um, a lot of set dates for champions. Maybe they don't have a, a actual opponent, but we've got set dates that we will be seeing these champions. And it was a big, big, big announcement. But last night, poor 
as poor as it was, you know, it was an all right night of boxing, you know. And, and I think we, even if we don't like HBO, we, you, I see, you know, now that you're of a very esteemed fame now, you've been going to boxing shows, you've got your credentials, you're starting to switch, you're starting to choose sides and start to lean. But me, unlike Fox News and MSNBC, I'm going to keep it down the middle every time. So, you know, as we watch you lean further and further towards PBC and Showtime, like a opposite of what another former boxing podcast host did, I'm going to always keep it in the middle, and I'm going to always say, RC, we need to wrap up the fights first, then we can get into the news. But with that said, you were talking about wrestling. WWF had their, like, 25-year uh, year Raw reunion, which means that, you know, that I was there probably from that first 15 years of Raw, hardcore. I don't know if you saw that, RC, but it was bullshit. That let oh, me yeah. down. It was all, it was like, you know, nobody was even talking. It was, it was, uh, you know, I didn't even really watch. I just watched the highlights. It was so whack. But they let me down. Uh, then your boy came in and said he's announcing the XFL in 2020. I saw you sort of got a hype for that. But really what you didn't understand was the code words that he was using, giving it back to the fan. Uh, no criminals. You know, the code words that uh, Vince McMahon was using to let you know that he's going to whiten it back up. If you kneel, he might hang you, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But that might be a way for my man yeah. Johnny football to get into the league. So I'm, uh, I'm interested in that, man. But, but yeah, let's, let's, let's talk boxing, man. It was an all right week, T-minus week of boxing, just straight boxing. But we had hella news. And we've got a lot of to look forward to in 2018. Thanks to your guys at Showtime. <laughs> My guys at Showtime. Uh, man, look, I just like what's hot and what's not gets thrown on the back burner. That's all it is. Um, this is not a, a sport where I support either brand just because, uh, like, if I support a certain team in particular. RC, Sacramento, I got a text with you. I got a text with you with Showtime and like nine greater signs. Yeah, that's how better. That's how you much know? better so, it is than yeah, HBO. So, yeah, so you, so you are leaning one way. Don't try to act like you're not leaning though. We see it. You're leaning like a cholo. Well, I'm, just, I'm saying uh, no. I'm never leaning like a cholo. I'm just saying <laughs> what's hot and what's not. What's hot and what's not. And what's hot is Showtime boxing and HBO boxing is digging themselves a grave. There's uh, been been rumors that HBO's. Uh, been working together with uh, or been having some little meetings going on with UFC and all that because they might be getting out the boxing game as far behind as they are to Showtime. So we'll see how that goes because their contract is coming up with Fox and they're so dead in the water. You know, it just might be time that time to wave the white flag because HBO is garbage. And what I've seen was a HBO propaganda agenda, all that stuff in one. The uh, Jorge Linares fight... Well, I mean, Lenares look like shit. Robert Easter look like shit. Those are supposed to be the guys that's going to challenge Mikey Garcia. Now it makes sense why Mikey Garcia is willing to move up and fight guys like Earl Spence and Miguel Cotto. Like, 
I get it. The dudes at the division he runs, they ain't nothing to worry about. And if they think there's something to worry about, they get a big slice of humble pie. Corey Linares, I never really thought too much of the guy. I know some people overhyped him saying he's a great fighter, this and that. He was never anything that attracted me that much so. Um, and getting busted up in the eighth round like he did against who, you know? Well, Mikey Garcia would stop that guy very quickly. Um, you know, maybe him and Robert Easter could have a, a dog fight together. I don't know. But talk about the cream of the crop. Those guys aren't it. HBO is excited. I wanted to see something. I wanted to see them show some sort of life for him. I didn't invite none of my homies over. Thank goodness for that. I wouldn't have been like, yo, check, there's some good fights on. We got to watch this shit. Nah, I was more busy watching the Celtics game against the Warriors. That shit was lit. And, um, you know, good thing for HBO. They started really late because, you know, then I was able to tune in as soon as that one was over. But um, Lenars, man, I mean, that guy, hmm, he's not the guy, bro. He's not the guy. And his counterpart that he was tagging me with on this show to try to make HBO great again was an old-ass Lucas Matisse. You remember Lucas Matisse, bro, the guy Danny Garcia beat the dog shit out of and left him with the ring with one eye? That guy, that's the dude. That's the guy I'm talking about. Lucas Matisse talking about he's going to go into 147 and take over everybody. Danny Garcia washed his ass at his best. And that probably wasn't even a great night for Danny Garcia. Lucas Matisse was losing early rounds in this fight to just a guy with a decent jab. Um, not to go on too much about this propaganda HBO had going on, but the knockout looked like <laughs> um, it looked like bad acting. You would see that goes straight to a, a movie that goes straight to Redbox. You know what I mean? He, it, I, I wanted to give it a chance at first, but it's just such a, I don't know, bad acting job. And they were even talking about a late delay. Um, on HBO, but then they try to, to twist the narrative by saying, oh, do you think that he uh, probably was just looking for a way out? That's why he faked getting knocked out. And Lucas Matisse that had that look on his face like, fuck, they're onto us. The jig is up. Oscar De La Hoya's look on his face completely changed when Max Kellerman was bringing it up. Bernard Hopkins is a sellout. Probably still dizzy after Joe Smith punched him out the fucking ring. Um... I was not impressed yesterday at all, and I was excited to watch it all, recorded it, and, you know, um, as I mentioned, I, I missed uh, some of the action early, but DVR got me, got me covered on that, so checked it out, checked it all out, and um, I guess the most interesting thing of the night was what the fuck was in my man's jar that they had to take from him. I know Asian people, I know a lot of Asian people, they have these remedies and things like that. Mm. Who knows? I'm not saying it was a smelling salt like Marcos Maidana used against Adrian Broner, but isn't it ironic that when they took that little jar of whatever was inside of there, all of a sudden my man hits the canvas twice, and it's a wrap like a Taliban hat. HBO's got a lot of ground to cover before they can get me back involved. I unfollowed them on social media. I don't need to see no updates from HBO. Why? You got a guy who's 35 years old and Lucas Matisse, how old is that guy? And that's a star. Showtime's doing it the right way. They got young guys that are doing work where they're at right now and going to be moving up in weight. They got to find young guys to fill those holes. But 
with the money Al Heyman's throwing around, yeah, it might happen. And sure, Al Heyman lost. He, he probably lost a good amount of money with the Earl Spence fight because they only peaked at about six hundred to six fifty thousand views when they were expecting uh, something more than that. Because Earl Spence got paid, I believe, three point five million. Um, shit, Danny Garcia and Rod Falker peaked at about eighty thousand. That's Rod Falker, man. Shit. But they're throwing money around and they're making fighters happy and they're going to get all the fighters from that. But HBO, man, they they they, uh, they need to pick up the blueprint. They need to pick it up because having an old guy pick up a championship belt that ain't even the real championship belt because Keith Thurman owns that, well, Lucas Matisse ain't no damn buddy. And they're talking about Lucas Matisse versus Thurman? That's garbage. Don't nobody want to see that bullshit. Like, Lucas Matisse was looking straight trash yesterday up until, you know, they gave him the little wink, the go-home signal. They gave it to my Asian homie. That's one thing I'm going to do. I'm going to rewatch that fight. That way I could witness any kind of winks or certain movements by the referee or anybody that's peeking in or anybody in the know because I've seen it before. Deontay Wilder, Malik. Uh, Malik Scott, I believe, um, Antonio Margarito, Manny Pacquiao. I've witnessed this corruption in boxing for long enough to be fooled by something like this. Yesterday was complete foolery, slate of hand, magic work that befools a five-year-old. Not me, Willis. That suspect-ass knockout victory didn't leave me convinced. I didn't look at Lucas Matisse any better than I looked at him coming into this fight. And I'll tell him this shit to the face, too. I'm not just speaking off the top. I know Sean Porter's a good friend of the podcast, Kenny Porter and all that. But when I seen him in Las Vegas, didn't do nothing. Didn't go up to him and ask for a picture or none of that. Because of the comments I said about Sean Porter in the past, that would make me on some sucker shit going up and just being, oh, hey, how you doing, champ? You'll never catch me on no sucker shit. But this is it. This is HBO yesterday. We had Fugazi's in the building. We had Oscar De La Hoya with a big smile like he just witnessed something great, like there's money to be made. You had nothing but Argentinian fans in the crowd, at least 90%. It was in California. I've been at the StubHub when he was fighting Victor Postel. They, they flooded over there. They run the whole show when they're there. And they were booing for the most part of the fight. His people, booing. Well, man, he ended the show the way he did. People that are there probably having too many drinks and can't really see shit like we see on the TV because we all been to boxing events. When you watch it on TV, there's nothing, you, you get a different perspective of it when you're actually there. You get the better eye, the bird's eye view, so to speak. So those people probably got fooled. They were probably looking down on their phones real quick when the dude got knocked down, and all of a sudden they're jumping on the top of their seats, going crazy. La Machina. Yeah. La Machina mas puto de Machina. I don't worry about that guy, man. Lucas Matisse is full of gold, and if he goes in there with anybody else, you notice what he said afterwards, too. Who are you looking to fight? Who are you looking to fight next, champ? Oh, how about we do a retirement home fight with Manny Pacquiao? <laughs> Oh, man, because that boy knows he don't want to get in no funk with none of them killers at 147, man. He ain't want to say nothing about no Earl Spence, Keith Thurman, 
Sean Porter. I mean, Lucas Matisse is fool's gold. But now that he's running his mouth, I think I got a new fight for Danny Garcia. Just go in there and take this dog out back. Put that hammer right behind his head, old yellow style. Got to get rid of this guy. He's wasting everybody's time in boxing, and unfortunately for people that are attending events, he's wasting everybody's money. Now, we'll see how HBO does moving forward because they still got T-Bug. They still got Loma, Nomas Chenko. They still got some talent over there. But two guys ain't going to save a company. I don't give a damn if they both top five. Love the hell out of Bud Crawford. Shit, even my man Jose Ramirez is going to be going for a vacant WBC strap. Um, March 14th, I believe. Madison Square Garden. So they got some talent. I don't want to shit on them completely. But what they're doing with the talent at the top, shit, I don't know. I don't know. But I might be going a little too hard on HBO. I've just been a fan of HBO boxing from, from as, as long as I can remember. HBO boxing was where it was at if you go back five, six years from now, maybe seven. They had the big boy yacht. Now, they had the, they had the cruise ship. And here came Showtime. They had the yacht. Now you got the cruise ship that's sunken like Titanic. And then they got the big yacht over with Showtime, smooth sailing. HBO is almost at the bottom of the sea with other promotions such as Don King, such as SMS Promotion. Golden Boy Ship is Canelo just working with all his Mexican compadres with buckets that, that's tossing the water that's getting inside the boat, just keeping them afloat. We'll see how it goes, though. We're going to see because Showtime made some big announcements, but we'll get to that later. We had to cover these fights that just recently happened. And um, I'm sorry, but I call a spade a spade. Lucas Matisse, you ain't shit. You just a, 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 B, a, a C-level fighter at this time. They want to talk about knockout power. With that knockout power, he was probably a B-level fighter. I'd say B-minor. You could do things with guys like that. But yesterday he looked like a washed-up old man, 35 years of age, Already quit once after Victor Bostov whooped his ass, made him stop. No mas. So I don't know, man. Um, yesterday he was in there with a guy 10 years younger than him. And he was looking good for the first part of the fight, first few rounds. He just kind of slowed down. Old man. Crowd started booing. Where's the machina? So if he gets in there with any big talent, it's going to be all bad. But if they somehow can manage to make a retirement home fight with Manny Pacquiao, that'd be cool. Both guys slugfest it out, get some IVs during the during the corner man break and all that stuff. Um, but Lucas Matisse, not impressed. Jorge Linares, not impressed. Can name five guys off the top of my head in their division that'll wash both their asses. Well, what did you think about the fight yesterday? Yeah, Jesus Christ. So, Again, we're going back to the text. We say we were, you know, you say you didn't really want to talk about this. This doesn't interest you at all. You were going to make it quick. Then you went on a 15-minute tirade about it. So you obviously have some feelings about this, uh, RC. So this was a good topic to talk about because it got you wired up. You just went hard for 15 minutes on HBO, and we were supposed to make it quick because it wasn't interesting. But there was, there, it was interesting as how bad the fights were. You know, um, 
Linares, who has skill. He just doesn't have – he's just missing. It's just like he's one of those guys like uh, – like uh, who did we see last week? Um, your boy, the guy like, the BS win, uh, Easter. Yeah, he's missing something. But, but he even more – more than Easter has skills. Like he has boxing skills. He looks good when he's fighting, but he's missing something. Maybe it's just like the power. Maybe he's just missing power and then heart. Maybe, I don't know what it is, but he's missing something because you watch him box. And it's like at times he looks like a master in there, but then you know he's got this little uh, Ty, uh, uh Kwama, uh, whatever his name is. He's uh, uh, uh my fault, Kwama Karen. Um, he uh, he goes, you know, he goes twelve rounds with this guy, and this guy isn't even really hitting them hard you know it was a, it was a, it, I guess there was good display there was good boxing displayed there but it was no power therefore it just made it sort of boring we it, and not even boring it yep. just made it I think it, it made it where we wanted Estrada to show this was a showcase for him and he didn't show only thing he showcased was the other guy got the showcase that he sort of deserves to be Maybe not as good, but he deserves to be in that in that uh in that area with these guys because that uh was not not Kwama, that guy uh, Gesta Gista Gesta, you know, he didn't look that yeah, bad in there. He didn't look like he had any skills per se, but he looked like he was taking it. Looks like he had a good some good counter shots and he wasn't really that terrible. The first fight wasn't really that terrible, but what's made it terrible is that we had a no-name guy going in there against a guy that's supposed to be a top guy just like we did last week with uh with easter jr and uh so uh, lenars won pretty much most of the rounds and i give that to him now the fight of the night matisse versus corinne tyron whatever his name is for the uh wb uh was the wba yeah. WBO, my fault. I don't know why I have BA. WBO belt. Um, it was foolery. It was we saw a guy a that can only. Belt. Yeah, it was. Yeah, not even the real one. It, it, yeah. Or uh, it we saw a guy. We saw a guy that only had a jab and a right hand go in there and give, um, give Matisse work for eight rounds. Eight rounds. I had it eight zero. I don't know. Uh, you know, Letterman somehow had Matisse winning. You know, talking about he was landing the crisper shots, but he wasn't landing any shots. He wasn't doing anything in there. Um, they they had he had the tiger bomb or something that they had that he was smelling. They took it. They took it away. Next thing you know, the guy goes to sleep. You know, I was catching you right at that time. And we're, I'm texting like, hey, it's 8-0, this is bullshit. What, what the hell is this guy doing? Next yeah. thing you know, he goes to sleep. Then I tell you, then you text me again. You're like, he went to sleep. And I said, yeah, he's asleep. But then I hit you with, but that looked crazy. So if anybody didn't see, uh, I think Matisse landed a left hand over the top. Or no, yeah, maybe a left hand over the top jab. He landed a jab over the top. The guy gets hit, swings, hits <laughs> yeah. Matisse with the right hand. 
then drops and not only drops, acts like he's sleek. I've never seen anything in, like that, and it wasn't even a solid shot. That let me know <laughs> that HBO needed Matisse to win. And, and the reason they need Matisse to win is right, because they've got to serve. They need the – he's a name. He is a name, and they need that name. They're in dire, they're in dire straits, like we, uh, like you've been saying. When they needed Matisse to win that bad, that they had this guy go out like that, like it wasn't. It was just so fake. Like maybe he hit him that hard that he swung, but it it, it can't be. He hit him with a jab. The guy swung back, hit him with the right, and then fell down out the ring. Like, that yeah. was crazy. Hey, real quick, real quick. Well, I don't mean to interrupt you, my guy, but I just want to point something out real quick. When he got knocked down the first time, he came back with a hard one, too. That left hand snapped Lucas back pretty good. And it's like, if you have that much right. life in you, how are you done right away? You know what I mean? And the referee called it. He called it right away. He didn't give him no standing eight count. Like, this wasn't Deontay Wilder knocking out Berman Stavern where you needed to do that. They're like, yo, this fight's over. We got to go home. You know what I mean? Like, but, yeah, that's, that's all I wanted to point out. No, definitely. When he got knocked out the first time, it might have been, it might have been a, a a legit knockdown. Maybe, I don't know. But he came out and he that was the hardest punches he had thrown. Those next couple of punches was the hardest punches he had thrown the whole time. And he was a bigger yeah, dude, yeah. and he was a big a big strong dude. You know, it was, you know, he could have horned him. Really, I think that's what they were scared scared of happening. Because even with those two knockdowns, I still had him winning the fight. <laughs> And maybe they were scared of that happening, but really, I think he got paid. You know, a young guy from Thailand ain't been making no money. Probably got five hundred, six hundred thousand, and he can go back to Thailand and live like a king. You know what I'm saying? What happened last night was it, it was a tragedy, um, but it is boxing. You know, it is what it is. Uh, I'm not mad at it, but I saw what happened last night, and HBO is in dire need that they need this guy. They need him, Matisse, for some reason, who's washed. Yeah. They need him to get somebody over. They're, I don't know who it's, who it's for. I don't think it's – maybe they're talking about Thurman, but I don't know if Thurman does that. That doesn't even make any sense. If Thurman does that before he fights um, Spence, then he's a clown, right? So uh, I don't know who they need, who they're trying to get over, but that, that is so just – so just be looking for Matisse to fight a, a, a young up and coming guy who they're trying to get, trying to get over, because that's the only reason that they would let him win that fight. He didn't look good. He couldn't do anything to that young guy. And really, I feel sorry for that young guy that he had to take the dive like that, because I I'm a hundred percent sure that he took the dive, one hundred percent sure. Just like I'm a hundred percent sure mm-hmm. Rigo took the dive. Even when mm-hmm. Ringo was getting his ass whooped, you know, this guy was winning the fight. And to to throw a punch, like we got uh, we got Janelle on the line. I want to bring Janelle in just to ask him. You know, he's a fighter. He's been fighting. He fights all the time. Um, I'm pretty sure this is Janelle. Hey, Janelle, that you? That's me in the I just called him myself. Hey, I was you, on the house. Did, okay, yeah. Did you um? Did you check that knockout out last night? Man, HBO be fixing it shit, it seems like, man. It's, I, I don't know. That shit just... I don't know. That's just one of those strange things in boxing, man. 
I mean, I don't know if it's a fix. Have you seen know. anything happen in that situation, like a guy get hit and maybe, you know, make a delayed knockout like that? Have you seen anything well, even close Tyson, to that? Tyson was a good shot, I think it was, uh, uh, back in the 90s. That's what comes to mind, honestly. But, I mean, okay. I, 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 don't, I don't know. In my eyes, this is another black eye for the sport of boxing. That's just like, you know what I mean? That's ridiculous. Well, yeah, yeah, it was a black said, guy, but I could. Um, go ahead. Yeah, 147. Uh, I mean, dog. I mean, I, I, he better be fighting guys like his best bet is to rematch with Jimmy Garcia. He got the little Janelle guys, but. Huh? Yeah, we can barely hear you, Janelle. Put you on the uh, Puerto uh-huh. Rican Boost Mobile? Nah, nah, I'm in the process of moving, actually. Oh, okay. Moving on up. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, see, the thing, it was a black eye for boxing, but nobody was oh, watching it. So that's like if you get in a fight, if you get in a fight in the backyard, you lose. Nobody really saw that, so it ain't really that big of a deal. But it was horrible. It was very, it, it was horrible, man. I mean, I'm just a big deal for a boxing fan to follow the sport with a passion. Yeah, I mean, this is not what we want to see. You know what I mean? It's just like, I mean, but um, uh, back on what he say. At 147, man, he's now he's below a gatekeeper. <laughs> I mean, he's I mean, he's like a I'm his best best rematch guys like Danny Garcia or fight some C level guys or something. But I mean, he better stay away from the Thurmans and the Spencers. Uh, stay away from those guys. Those guys will kill him. <laughs> those guys will literally kill him. And I mean, literally, he might be on a one way trip to the emergency room. I mean, he's just like and his power is not even that efficient, really. At 147. And let's not forget, I mean, when he, uh, he was on that knockout streak at 140, I wasn't speculation about how um took or whatever, or one of the coaches saw that shit or some shit. I'm not saying that it was like some kind of cheating shit or whatever, but it's just like, I mean, since then, I'm, I'm the guy hasn't really been that dominant since. I mean, I don't know what the, I don't know what to say about it. I don't know how to feel about it. But it was, uh, I mean, he hasn't really been. Machine since around that time. I don't know if it's just me. And what do y'all think about it? Oh, Hello? I think he's washed. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know what RT's doing, but yeah, I think he's washed. Um, yeah, we saw last night that he's too small. Like that guy last night was huge. Uh, he was that was a big yeah, ass yeah. dude, especially and like his legs. The guy. Yeah, the guy had like Thai boxing experience. He didn't even have like like a real boxing experience. He was out boxing with you say. You know, I mean the guy was a Thai boxer. You know I mean? Yeah, with one with two. Making... All he was doing was one two to the yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. He was no body shot, no nothing. So he's like he's like the Thai uh Thailand uh Donna Stevenson, but he didn't have no power. It was just ridiculous, man. Matisse, uh, you know, he won, so I'm sure they've got they've got something playing for him. They've got to. They've got something playing for them. And, uh, well, well, what I was saying, you know. I mean, better not be like a top five ultimate. <laughs> I mean, it, no, no, I I'm think it's going to be an up-and-comer. Where is uh, I mean, Ali? What, what, where does point, Ali Matisse, fight for? At, at this point, Matisse is basically, I mean, he could be used as a guy. Okay, if you got an up-and-coming fighter, I'm putting him in today. And if he beats him, it's a good win. Here's the popularity, you know what I mean? Uh, the guy was a former champion. The guy was a former, a uh, very feared fighter. 
you know, lower weight class, he was probably at the time still pound for pound the most deadliest puncher in boxing at the time. I mean, that's yeah. the way he was promoted as. So, like, I mean, he's going to be used basically as that as that stepping stone. But, I mean, for his sake, I don't even want to see him with a guy. I mean, even if Sean Porter would literally uh, uh, brutalize him. I mean, he, he's just too physically big and strong and a dangerous punch. I can see him really just leaving this guy unconscious. I say let him fight uh, T. Bud. Let him fight Bud Crawford. Since if you think Victor Pope so punch hard, let's see what you do against Crawford. Because <laughs> he's a joke, man. You got to stay away from anybody that's anybody. And like I said, I might find a brand hey, new does, fight for Danny Garcia. Where's Ali? Where, who does Ali fight for? He's fighting with uh, with those guys, HBO, he right? HBO he's, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so look, be looking for Ali to get get for Ali to to maybe fight Matisse next. I can see that happening. Um, you know, just to Ali get him another name. Too. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, Ali will whip his ass. That's what I'm saying. But just to get him another mm-hmm. name, he would have be defeated Kodo. Then he would have defeated um, um, Matisse. So these are names. These are big names. And as we saw last night, Matisse does have fans. Argentinians level, so uh, you know, just yeah, I don't think he's gonna fight anybody that's in the top top, but he will be there to fight just to put, to just to put somebody over and just look for somebody like yeah, like that or, you know, Vargas or somebody, somebody like that man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think we got Thanks, JP man. if well, you want to see what, if you want to see how he thought about the fights before we go into uh, to the next thing. I think that's my man, JP. Going to, going, to the, going to the real segment. Yeah, yeah, we can check out JP. All right. Yo, Yo sir, you're on, JP. What's up, guys? Uh, man, I'll be honest with you. I didn't see the fights. I don't have HBO, and I didn't have any – I wasn't inclined to go through any measures. Hey, JP, we had to cut your mic off, man. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> you ain't missed nothing, hey, bro. I'm doing. Hey, we're cutting throats. JP is our guy. I love JP. He's bringing uh, for 2018. He's bringing nothing but knowledge to us. But hey, if you ain't fight, if you ain't watched the fight, we're cutting next. Just like I did, my man uh, Janelle, coming back to you. We don't want to hear it if you ain't watched the fights, man. Get the hell out of here. You missed one of the. The foolery, the foolish knockouts of the year. Let's go back to him. Maybe he saw the knockout. JP, did you see the knockout, man? No. And I didn't care to because of (laughs) HBO. Yeah. HBO. (laughs) HBO is full of it, dude. HBO. No, because I chose Showtime. I chose Showtime over it. You know what I mean? That's what's up. I chose to, uh, <laughs> last week, I told wifey, go on and call in and get tell him we want Showtime, 11 bucks more a month. If the fight is worth it, I'll do it. But HBO's not providing enough for me to want to do that, man. I don't watch Game of Thrones, so what the hell? You know what I mean? Mm, you losing time. Me, I don't watch that shit either. That's my man, JP, right there. <laughs> I, had to shut, I had to shut JP's mic off again, man, disrespecting Game of Thrones, man. What the hell is going on? JP came in strong 2018. Then he comes in today. What is this, the 28th? 
of October, I mean October, of January, stinking it up, man. JP was going hard in 18. Then he came in with this, man, stinking it up. But let's move on to the next topic. At least everybody probably knows what the hell's going on with these Showtime announcements, uh, RC. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, man, the main event, the big boy brand, did the little press conference announcements today. A lot of stuff that was speculated. You know, we've seen the Twitter beef with Lara and Mr. Hurd where they're like, yo, all right, let's get it cracking. Nothing was really finalized, but it seemed like where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, they all under the same umbrella. Why not have a unification match between Lara and Hurd? Al Heyman's like, yeah, let's do it. Adrian Broner, there was a little bit more speculation with AB because there was uh, rumors about him fighting with uh, Amir Khan possibly. Omar Figueroa was thrown out there. That one got finalized. Great fight right there. I like that fight, even though I don't like Omar Figueroa's punk ass. Um, Leo Santa Cruz, Abner Mares, they had a great fight down in L.A., which PBC had a big show for that. Big Mexican crowd on hand, and it was a really good fight. Abner Mares gassed out, but when he was game, he was game. Santa Cruz. He was more of a simplistic fighter back then up until Carl Frampton pulled his card. And he did one thing that I really didn't expect him to be able to do, which is change up his style, have a different strategy, have more than just a plan A. So that's another great fight. Dum, 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 boom, we got Keith Thurman. Who the fuck knows who he's going to fight? It's gonna be, they didn't even announce the name, just the return of Keith Thurman. It's going to be a showcase fight was supposed to be Jesse Vargas, which a lot of rumors were put out there. Jesse Vargas came on Twitter. Sounds like he knows something that that he's not getting the fight. Now, Keith Thurman's talking about this whole campaign for uh, warm-up fights, get back here. Basically, he's, he's, uh, he's giving uh, Al Hammond a lefty. That way he can get some weak comp. Pick up two W's. Sounds simple enough. Keith Thurman is, uh, like we mentioned earlier, they're going to they're talk about, would you want to see Keith Thurman versus Lucas Matisse? So that might be an easy win. Um, I don't know who else he would fight besides that. He obviously has to give Sean Border his rematch. Mandatory. We'll see how that works, though. Obviously, right now, um, he's going to be getting his first fight. And um, it's going to be a very weak opposition. Jesse Vargas, he's game. I respect that kid. I like Jesse Vargas. He's a really good young fighter with a lot of dogs in him. Rarely do you see a guy get washed for 12 rounds like Tim Bradley washed him and almost win the fucking fight. Off of puncher's chance, Jesse Vargas, he got his hands. He's not afraid to let him go. Um, Earl Spence. They didn't announce the name. He's going to have a showcase fight in Dallas, Texas. I have no problem with that because Earl Spence has been taking care of business. Went over to the U.K., beat the shit out of Chocolate Brownie. Well, he didn't beat the shit out of him. He was losing a few rounds early in that fight, but he did take care of business, broke down, broke down Chocolate Brownies. Yeah, that's beating the shit said, out of him. When well, the nigga he was, quit, he, he got the shit beat out of him. He was getting countershot, but, you know, I don't want to over-glorify it. But he did, he did do what he needed to do, that's for sure. And then he took care of business against Lamont Peterson in easy work, easy fashion. So, Earl Spence, he gets a, he gets a hometown fight for a showcase. 
I have no problem with that. Let him go on and, 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 and give somebody else some English falling down like Danny did Rod Soccer when he went down. Let him spin some cat's heads back. I'm okay with that. We had Deontay Wilder and Luis Ortiz go face-to-face. The big fight coming up very soon. And Showtime really just, they just, they just, you know, basically just whipped their dick out and pissed all over HBO, took a shit on them, and just walked out. They just broke some pictures in their house, left the doors open, no common courtesy flush, none of that. HBO had to be let's, panicked when they seen that. Showtime took yeah, they over. Let's, let's run that down, man, because you, you did a poor job of running that down, man. So we got what hey, they man, did. Let, 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 let's do the announcements real quick. Then we can go into it. So, so what they announced was uh, April seventh, uh, Laura versus her IBF super welterweight title for the WBA and the mm-hmm. IBF. So this is uh, they announced Adrian Boner versus uh, Figueroa um, April twenty first uh, for nothing, and Javante Davis has will be fighting on the undercard uh, oh, yeah. May nineteenth. Keith Thurman. Yeah, Keith Thurman uh, is will be fighting at the Barclays. May uh, also May nineteenth, another big fight that you didn't mention. Adonis Stevenson will be putting his WPC light heavyweight title up against Badu Jack, one of my guys. Badu Jack representing Sweden, which you know half of my family is Swedish. Uh, June ninth, mm-hmm. uh, Leo Santa Cruz for the Mares for the WBA featherweight, and Charlo will be fighting for his WBC title that night, uh, Jermail. Um, Earl Spence, June 16th in Dallas, like we said. Um, Danny Garcia versus Brandon Rios for nothing in L.A. on the on seven, shit out, uh, February 17th. Uh, Benavidez uh, versus Graville for the WBC super middleweight title that same night. Uh, Deontay May, uh, March 3rd Deontay Wilder versus Luis Ortiz Hey what you doing man Playing po- uh, pool or something out there Shaking my uh, protein drink bacon. up My bad Hit that mute when you're shaking And then okay so we got that um, uh, Yeah Benavidez Versus Gr- Gabriel For the WBC title We mentioned that March 3rd Wilder versus Ortiz uh, Jamal Charlo versus Sitno Jr. for the WBC uh, interim middleweight uh, title. RC, goddamn, dog. Let me meet this nigga. This boy. I'll let, like he's drinking Sprite. Uh, March 10th, uh, Sergey uh, Lip, uh, Limplets, Limpinets versus uh, Mikey Garcia. So Mikey Garcia is going up for the junior welterweight title for the IBF. And Bethelemy versus Ricky. I don't really know these guys. Super lightweight, so nobody really gives a shit. So they put in uh, RC. They they announced some pretty good damn fights uh, so far, and that's and I'm pretty sure there's more to come. Maybe there is, maybe there ain't. But it's going to be a lot of easy work for some guys, and it's going to be a lot of tough work for another guy. Adrian Broner versus Figueroa was something I was excited for. Had Charlemagne the God out there uh, interviewing everybody. Adrian Broner comes out on stage, tells everybody to their face he don't like these motherfuckers and we got to fight. I wish every boxer had that mentality. Fuck this friends bullshit. Can't fight nobody because we're friends. 
I mean, I'm not saying. Well, no. Laura said he wanted the Charlos. You know, I think everybody said, you know, Laura said after the herd he wanted he wanted uh he wanted young male. So they're they're squashing well, that little thing that they said where they couldn't fight. So that that's well, they been that's, that. now that's it. Well, Laura he pulled him. that for a while. Yeah, he did, but now he said he wants it, and that's uh, Heard is a big ass dude, man. I will, we'll, I'm sure we'll discuss more of that fight, but that little stare down, mm-hmm. Heard is a big ass dude, but I don't think he has it. I don't think he has it in him, man. But that Badu Jack Stevenson fight, I think that's going to be a classic fight, man. I think that's going to be a pretty good fight. So they announced a lot of good fights, a lot of fights, but only like three or four are really worth anything. Wilder, Ortiz, um, mm-hmm. Juarez, Santa Cruz, and uh, mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. Garcia is going to work Limplets. Badu Jack Stevenson, that's a good one. Broner Figueroa, that's a good fight, but that ain't for shit, so... You know, let's see if uh, yeah. what uh, what you, uh, what you, uh, Janelle thought about any of that. Janelle, did you get to see that announcement? Oh, excuse me. Yeah, did you get to Hello? see the Showtime announcement? All the big fights that was going on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. As far as with the herd, uh, Laura, I don't think herd's got it. I only herd's got it. I think Laura's gonna rise to the occasion. I know his last fight, it didn't, it didn't look. It's probably lots of uh, a uh, sound decent guys. Now he probably might be lowest, losing a step or whatever. But in this fight, he's going to rise to the occasion and show the world that he's still the best at 154. I I see a boxing clinic. All heard really is his power. I mean, but Alora is just going to manipulate him and isolate that power and just make him look like an amateur. I mean, Alora's going to rise to the occasion. Yeah. I, I truly do. Which uh, which fight are you most hyped about with some of these announcements that were made? Which one are you looking forward to most? You know. Well, of course, the main buzz, other than the fight's not announced, um, it's still like a little buzz around it, the uh, Thurman Spence. I, I think that's the next big fight that people really want to see. But, of course, Thurman. No, we talk, yes. no, we're talking about other the ones that they announced or any of these, you know, just the Badu oh. Jack Stevenson or Mares, uh Santa Cruz or any of those. Are you excited about any of those fights? Oh, yeah, of course. The, um, Of course, I mean, I mean, it's only good for the sport of boxing, but I'm more eager to see about what's going to happen in the uh, welterweight division, not just with uh, Thurman and Spence. I mean, you got some good fights coming out at, at uh, 147 in the future, and that's uh, mainly what boxing is, is our focus around today. But uh, about Jack Stevenson, that's definitely uh, a little interesting fight right there. Um, I'm Stevenson, I, I, I'm just dying for somebody just to beat Stevenson because Stevenson, I mean, he's swept down that he was the best at at 175, he beat Chad Dawson. I'm like, dude, I mean, dude, duck Kovalev for years. And then <laughs> afterwards, after uh, he don't Kovalev. He said about how worried he shit because um, uh, uh, word didn't fight me or whatever. Now you got to fight me to prove he's I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like, come on with the bullshit, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm just dying. Like, like, he, uh, like, he, like he said, you know, respect me. I am the champion, the world champion. Hey, hey. Now, he said, hold on, man. <laughs> but he is. Duck Kovalev. For how long? Yeah, hey, I mean, he took Kobe for how long? Uh, lineal champ. I mean, he's the man division. Boxing. At the end of the day, man, we all know at the time, Kobe left was the man. You know what I'm saying? He is. Yeah. Until word dethroned him. Until word dethroned him. Yeah. I, I miss what people said about both of me shit in boxing anymore. It's the truth, man. I look at this guy. He he 
he had the uh, beard man in the sport for how long? And then after work, four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, that's bullshit. That's why hey, you know, never black guys in the sport of boxing. When's the last time he had a mandatory title defense? That's a better one. When's the last mandatory title defense he had? It's been a long time. Exactly. Exactly. It's just like, I mean, it's like that guy right there, I'm just going to just put him on his ass. I mean, I hope hope Jack can do it because I'm just tired of seeing that guy's chest, man. I mean, he he really sickens me. He he, he really sickens me. And anybody who defends him is just a jackass. Yeah, I used to defend him. The first two years, I was riding with him, but I couldn't ride in with him after after the first year of ducking. We saw what it was. We saw what it was. And Kovalev will be making his return pretty soon, so we'll see what happens. And Ward, he's walking around at 200 pounds, straight muscle, yeah. uh, getting ready to make I his return pretty retired. soon. I knew he wasn't tired, man. I, I mean, no, no, he just had to – his stock just hit the fucking, you know what I'm saying, just went sky happy, knocked out cold life. It's like, he, he would not walk with him right there. It's like when Floyd took his little tweet height, he just knew he was coming back eventually. You know what I mean? Remember, yeah. A word stayed in shape. Yeah, he had time. to get away from the, he had to get away from the drug test. That's what retirement probably means. You know, and I'm a, yeah. I'm a war fan, but, you know, he probably needs to get away where he could take, maybe not, you know, maybe not necessarily steroids, but maybe other stuff that, you know, will get him to pack on that muscle. So, because he done packed on, what, 30, about 20, 30 pounds of muscle in the last nine months. So, and you know, he I said, think that's what happened. I don't think it's that much muscle. Come on, come on. It's, it's, that it's all muscle. I promise you, it's all muscle. You don't need to tell nobody. Yeah, that boy say 200 all muscle. muscle to say that. Like, he said, I promise. Like, you don't need to tell nobody that. I think Ward is just facing what Floyd Mayweather faced. Like, okay, Ward never had the big stature that he had after stopping Kovalev. He was always respected as silver next to Floyd, you know. But he was arguable top guy, pound for pound, after that win. If he fought all year, he would have been. So now he's in the retirement, and um, the light's going away. And he never seen the light so big as he had earlier this year stopping Kovalev. So what did Floyd always do? He always missed the fact of having a spotlight on him, and that's why he came back. And I think that's what Andre Ward's feeling he had got some of the biggest shine he's ever had in his career. Now he don't have it. Now he wants to come back. So it's just a little, it's a uh, routine type for retirement guys, especially when you're as good as someone like Floyd and Andre Ward were. But um, if you think about coming back to heavyweight, well, I mean, you could name off some guys you probably think he'd give easy work to, but um, cream of the crop hey, right now. Hey, what if he fights Wilder? What do you think will happen of uh, Ward fought Wilder. Ward is a boxer. Yeah, Ward is a boxer. Is a boxing master, man. So you know, I don't know. It just depends on how big he gets. But you know, one shot. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not too thrilled about seeing Ward even at, even at cruiserweight. Um, let's keep in mind how he fought Kovalev. He was very cautious against Kovalev. You never seen him fight back in his way. He fought Kovalev in both of those fights. But they were both huh? good fights, so who cares if you fought cautious? It was a good fight. I'm he saying, wasn't... I'm saying, I'm saying, but imagine how cautious he would be fighting those guys in a way bigger bunch of Kovalev. I mean, I don't see it being exciting, but see, this is what people, yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing, okay, uh, people always want to see, like, oh, certain guys move up because they're getting their powers, too, they're getting their powers, 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 they're getting their
And so they want to see, okay, how do you match up against a guy who's so much bigger and stronger? And we're running globalized, and that's what happened as we moved up. You know what I'm saying? It, it was a bit more exciting because he couldn't bully those guys. I mean, he couldn't bully, uh, bully Cole the way he did those guys at 168. So this is why a lot of guys, oh, once he got enough, but enough is enough. I mean, I mean there's going to be a certain, it's a certain weight class that's, that's, that's in over your head. It's like, I think he's always had that cruise weight on definitely heavyweight. I mean, he fought extremely cautious. He was very cautious. And I just don't see him being exciting at cruiserweight or heavyweight. It will be a lot. It will be even more clinching, more tying up. I just think um, he's 6-4-L at the higher weight. I mean, I'm not saying that he's not good enough for those guys, but, I mean, in all combat sports, he's a weight class for a reason. He's weight division for a reason, and uh, he'll find out the hard way if he goes heavyweight. Definitely a heavyweight, and that's a definite. Yeah, I I, I agree with Janelle. I, um, it would be the the heavier he goes, the uglier it's gonna be. But boxing isn't all about strength. You know, if he can crowd these guys, he can beat these guys. Because his IQ is on a whole nother level. So, you know, I just have to see how big he is and how, you know, that's all I would need to see. You know, is he beating any, uh, is he beating Wilder? Probably not. Wilder probably hit him on the top of his head and send him into convulsions. But cruiserweight, you know, if he beat these Russian, these Russian guys over there, I'm not, I'm not sure. But I'll give him a chance, man. So, you know, that's it. So, uh, what's, yeah, next? That's, what, what, that's what, what's next, I see. No, definitely though. Um, uh, you know, uh, we, we all remember when Deontay Wilder was doing that gay ass hip dancing. When uh, because uh, I can't remember who it was, the homeboy was just hitting him with some free shots to his ribs, and now that seems like that's Andre Ward's uh, new fit, his new special move is is them body shots. I don't know if he's got enough power to bother Deontay Wilder, even if he fights a smart fight. He ain't never felt no power like that. But um, you know, uh, the the um, the size difference in Lara and Hurd was, was very evident, as you mentioned. Um, obviously, muscles don't win fights. Hurd is pretty jacked up. Big fucking guy, man. Um, Santa Cruz Mars, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, usually when we get these rematches, it never works out for the guy who lost in a rematch, and it might end worse. So I can see Santa Cruz probably stopping Mars this time around. As we mentioned, Santa Cruz adding... Um, a little bit more brains into his game as far as what happened when when Carl Frampton damn near took his heart when he took his when he took his O. Never seen somebody be that sad and that angry at the same time after the first loss. Um, but this whole Keith Thurman shit. Talking about he's the man and yes he is, we gotta give him respect and I put some respect on his name last week defending the guy because a lot of people were throwing shade at him. But after this shit that happened with Jesse Vargas, right, Jesse Vargas is a real good competition. That's a good fight for him to come back and get back in. But what's next for this guy, man? Like, Keith Thurman, um, he's acting like he's Floyd Mayweather right now. And uh, as Janelle said, he's excited for the Thurman Spence fight. We're barely in January 2018. We ain't even going to see it for the whole year. He's getting tired of being asked this question. Told the reporters it's not happening in 2018, so get over it. That's what it is. Sucks for L. Spence. 
been calling him out since he was 15 and 0. But the young guy's got to pay his dues. I understand that. But Keith Thurman, I was giving him a little bit of respect for actually having his quote unquote get back fight against Jesse Vargas because Jesse Vargas is a tough dog in the fight. And in boxing, it's not about the size of the dog in the fight. It's about the size of the fight in the dog. So I thought that would have been a pretty good fight for Keith Thurman. But moving forward, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Like, if the Jesse Vargas fight, like, is not just completely canceled off, maybe he's just – Vargas is using this angle to put a little bit of pressure by the media and fans on Keith Thurman to get this shit started. But it doesn't look like he's going to get the fight that he was hoping to get against D-Man at 147. Keith Thurman, what's up with this guy, Willa? Are we gonna are we gonna critique him all year for some of these fights that nobody really wants to see? We understand the fact that you gotta defend your titles. He barely got these titles, and there's mandatories and all that stuff. But a guy who really should probably be top five pound for pound had a pretty damn good win against Danny Garcia last year. Had an exciting win against Sean Porter the year before that. But Keith Thurman, what's up with this dude, man? Like, we're not getting the Spence fight right. this year. That's this done for. Right, he said that. So what I mean, how- I don't, I don't get why we why we're still discussing this and why every week you're talking about this. Why every day on the Facebook people are posting that he's not giving us the fight. The man says. He needs to get back in shape. He needs fights. I don't care who he fights. Vargas, uh, Matisse, I don't give a shit who he fights. The guy had surgery on his elbow, correct? Right. Then he got married. So he's sitting over there fat. He, ha- he's, he hasn't got his ass whooped in a while. He needs to get ready. So I don't care how he gets ready. Keith Thurman has put in the work where we can give this motherfucker two fights without jumping on his neck like he hasn't been boxing the best till this point. We're acting like he did not fight the best when he until last year. His last fight, he was fighting the best guys. He got hurt now and got married in a little time. Like Danny Garcia, uh, he, he just disappeared, right? He had to take time. Everybody's got to take some time. But instead of him just not doing anything, he's taking fights. So I don't care who he fights, neither you should you care. We should stop the hate with Keith Thurman. Keith Thurman is a top five pound-for-pound boxer. He is the man at 147. He has put in the work that he can, after getting married and after getting hurt, can get a little time to get back to 100%. I don't know why you fools. Uh, I don't know for you personally, but why anybody does not want to see Keith Thurman at 100%. It's because y'all are scared of him. You're scared that he'll beat your favorite boxer because he's that good. I want to see Keith Thurman at 100%. You should too. It's better for boxing that we see Keith Thurman at 100%. And as a person that has played sports RC and as a Janelle should know and as I know that practice ain't the same as the real deal you know Isaiah uh Isaiah Thomas he's out here looking like a bum because it's going to take him a while to get back to where he was after surgery after being off this is boxing where you can get get knocked out if you had a bad day it ain't about just losing so people want to get 
as a hundred percent. And I'm sort of tired of hearing this bullshit about Keith Thurman. He told y'all he ain't fighting. It's not happening this year. He told you why. And it's legitimate. So if he ain't fighting Vargas, who gives a shit? Vargas ain't, you know, that's a good fight. But Vargas, well, well you know, well, who cares? Let's stop. Let's give Thurman the, 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 uh, the respect that he has earned. And quit bringing his fucking name up every week, every day on Facebook, because we want to see him fight somebody that he said he isn't ready to fight. We need to stop that nonsense. Uh, I'm glad I converted you last week talking about respect for Thurman, because who knows if he's in 100%, I still got him overspent. But that's not, you know, you know, no, you know, I still have him losing uh, the I have him losing the Spence, but that doesn't mean he hasn't earned his respect. Like, thinking somebody's going to lose to one of the best fighters, that's not disrespecting. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what people think. Oh, you think uh, Spence is going to be Thurman. You're disrespecting Keith Thurman. No, I'm not disrespecting Thurman. I think Thurman is an elite fighter. I just think is a little more elite. That doesn't mean they're both not great fighters. I'm not showing any disrespect. I still say Keith Thurman is the man at 147. I just don't think he'll be Spence. But I think he has a chance. At a hundred percent, and I want to see him at a hundred percent. That's what I want to see. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Um, the Brown Figueroa fight. No, we went over it real quickly, but I know this is one of those fights where it's like obviously Broner's the A side because he brings the views and all that shit. You got guys like my guy Danny Garcia who showed up to that Showtime press conference saying he wants to be the biggest star out of everybody. But Adrian Broner, a guy who took three L's, was the biggest star than anybody. Uh, Charlemagne the God got uh, a lot of fucking views on his page, more than Showtime got for some of the stuff that Adrian Broner said. So maybe we should get him involved in the sport uh, a little bit more. Big view. Breakfast Club's a big deal. But Adrian Broner went out there running his mouth, being AB like he always does, but against a guy like Omar Figueroa, fellow Texas, Texas native, uh, I've seen him fight. He, he definitely has a Madonna recipe for letting his hands go. Nowhere near the same power. Uh, should be an interesting fight. Uh, Adrian Broner is definitely more skills and more power than Omar Figueroa, but it, we already know if he lets his hands go or not, that's an issue for Adrian Broner. But it should be a good fight. It's, um, we talk about you said it's for nothing. You said that fight's for nothing. But Omar Figueroa is saying that if he beats Adrian Broner, which he's willing to bet his entire purse that he will do, that he'll give Earl Spence a chance at redemption for beating him in the amateurs. And really, Omar Figueroa is acting like, you guys are so big on Spence, but y'all forgot that I whooped his ass? Like, uh, uh, Omar Figueroa is uh, biting off a lot right now, saying he's going to smother Broner and it's going to be easy work. And then, you know, if Earl Spence wants to get it too, then he could get it again like he did before. So some of these things that are being undermined about this fight don't make this fight just for nothing. Uh, Adrian Broner, can he beat Omar Figueroa? Yes, he can. Willie, who fucking knows what Adrian Broner is going to show up? He's talking about he's done fucking around, but he's living out there in MIA, and I got people in the Ortiz camp that are telling me seeing him at some of these clubs that you're probably not supposed to see pro athletes at uh, regularly. We'll see how it works out for Adrian Broner, but I think it's a real interesting fight. Uh, AB, 
He's on that. He's on. This is it right here. He loses this fight. He ain't nothing but a gatekeeper. He ain't gonna be uh, headlining. He's still gonna be getting the six-figure check or seven figures, I believe. Uh, I think he'll get about a million dollars for this purse. Uh, pretty good money for a guy who's got three L's and uh, really hasn't had anything showing that it stops. The stock's gonna go up, especially after getting washed by Mikey Garcia, a little guy. Um, but I think that fight's real interesting. Omar Figueroa. People want to talk about. I, I always hear people talk about. Oh, he gives a bad impression because of the Nahito Arakara fight he had. Uh, Japanese men. We already know how some of these Japanese fighters come over. They love a dog fight. Omar Figueroa loves a dog fight. He got in a lot of trouble because of that. He had two broken hands in that fight, and he was still throwing punches. But I go back to Jerry Belmontes against Omar Figueroa. If anybody hasn't seen that fight and know about the history that those two have. Uh, especially in the amateurs, Jerry Belmontes was making him cry after beating him when he was a young guy, came back. They had a fight about four years ago, three years ago, uh, might have been four, something like that. But Jerry Belmontes washed him, completely schooled him. I had the fight about, I'd say I'd give Belmontes uh, eight rounds, but we heard the infamous 117 for Omar Figueroa, Jerry Belmont is with a classic, come on, man, at the end of the fight talking to Jim Gray. So I've seen, I've seen Omar Figueroa be outskilled, outclassed, even though he is a sloppy puncher who lets his hands go quite often. And he has a lot of scar tissue from some of these fights he's been involved in. He beat the shit out of Robert the Ghost Guerrero, who was damn near washed and done for, there for the taking. Looked good when he did it, but he took a few shots where you're like, oh, okay, Guerrero's coming back. See how that goes. But uh, um, I think it's a very interesting fight, man. Uh, what are you thinking about this one with Adrian Broner and Omar Figueroa? Uh, yeah, I think it's um do or die fight, uh, mostly for AB, but the same for Figueroa. Um, and that I think that's going to make it interesting. But we've seen A.B. in do-or-die fights, and he died every time. So, you know, I'm not going to make the pick right now. But, you know, I think this is, like I said, this is this is make or break for both of these guys. Even though Figueroa is undefeated, he hasn't been looking good, um, and people are questioning him. You know, as a Texas guy, I, I supported him. I still support him. But like we mentioned with, Lenares and uh, Easter Jr., he's missing something. And his might actually be the skill. You know, those other guys aren't missing the skills. They're just missing something else. But Figueroa has heart. He's in there. He's ready to drop bombs. But he might not just have that precision to – that precision and and with him, with him, not, with him having not so much power – that it, that's what he's missing. So either he either he needs to get more precise and, and a better boxer, or he needs to do whatever he needs to do, wink wink, to get to be able to drop a little more bombs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you know, so he needs to he needs to go out and, and he needs to dominate Adrian Broner. Um, he needs to beat him, and Adrian Broner needs to do the same thing. He needs to beat this guy. So it should be an interesting fight. Oh, like, cause, like you said, if AB loses this one, he might be done. And Easter, Easter Junior isn't gonna last too much longer. So that's that's his money right there. 
it's him and Easter Jr. And you know, so but Adrian Broad he does talk. He will get the get the people to watch, and you know, so it's a we'll I'm sure we'll make our picks when the fight comes. But I am interested in this fight. It should be a good one, even though it's for nothing. Um, but it is for these guys' careers, man. And and speaking about how Omar Figueroa needs to do some stuff like this, he's going off the fact, living living in the past, that because he beat Earl Spence in the amateurs, uh, I think that he believes he can beat Earl Spence right now. <laughs> Your thoughts on that fight, Willie, if it comes down the road after this fight against Adrian Broner, let's say he washes Broner. Let's say he schools in 12 rounds. At he's going to want Earl Spence after that. Yeah, but I mean, that doesn't uh, make any sense. Sounds like he's willing to move up. He fought Guerrero at 147. Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, he did it. But yeah, come on, man. Like I feel him, and as a boxer, you probably should. And I haven't seen that fight, so I don't know if he watched him or if it was a close fight. Maybe I need to check that out. But uh, I'll do that. I'll check that fight out, and I'll have a little more insight because maybe he watched him. Maybe he went there and gave him that work. So, in his head, I mean, if you beat a guy once, you probably think you could beat him again. And that's just how life is. And that's how a boxer should be. So, I have no uh, – even though they're so, they're different, right? Even like this guy um, that beat Kovalev in the amateurs, right, that's trying to, that's gonna, that's trying to fight him. You know, he thinks he could beat mm-hmm. Kovalev. Usually, once you beat a guy, you think you can beat him again. Now, that was a long time ago. Obviously, Spence has got bigger and stronger – and Figueroa is, you know, he's got bigger and stronger also, but not that much bigger. Also, you know, they both are, you know, Spence isn't really, even though he is, he is, um, he is great. He is an elite fighter. His skills aren't as, aren't that precise. You know, he's not Bud Crawford in there. He's not Lomachenko in there as far as precision. So, you know, I, I think he's crazy as a fighter. I mean, as a fight fan. But as a guy who's fought, I can't. I'm not knocking him because if I beat you once, I'll beat you again, man. And that's how he should feel. And that's probably. And I don't think he's lying when he did that, especially if he if he gave him that work. So I'm gonna watch that fight. I don't know if you've seen it, um, but I have no, no idea how he. Not. You know. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but, it's crazy. but, yeah, but it's, uh, I mean, I'm it, sure Spence beat shit out of him. Yeah, I think so right now. Omar Figueroa, yeah, he might have got bigger, but maybe that's just um, his hair growing because he still looks like the same flabby little kid with long arms. And, uh, yeah, you sometimes question where that power comes from at times when he's, like, in these dog fights with uh, Nahida Wawakawa and all that stuff because he does land some popping shots at times, but uh, you just kind of wonder because his physique doesn't really look like that much of a guy who's intimidating at all. Uh, but uh, swelling back, uh, last thing we want to cover up here is the uh, after Linares fought and got his win yesterday, now they're talking about Linares versus Lomachenko. Um, uh, see the shit HBO got? It should have been should be a good fight, though, right, like on paper. But uh, after what we've seen yesterday, but that's, well, uh, do you think, that's do you not think, shit. Do you think he goes – yeah, yeah, I mean, he deserves that fight. Like, we're not we're, – that's not shit. These boys got – both of them got belts. Uh, this is not a shit fight. It's not – you know, that is what should be happening. 
that's the fight that should happen. So HBO, if they don't make that fight, that's the shit. You know what I'm saying? It, it, yeah, this is the fight that should be happening. Does Linares have a chance? Probably not, again, because, like we said, he's missing something. I'm not sure what it is, but he has the skill to do it. But does he have the dog? Does he have Does he have the mental fortitude to make it happen? I don't know, you know. But he's the champ, man. They need to fight, and then whoever wins that, they need to go fight Easter Junior. And, and and get all these belts. Let somebody have all the belts. So that's not that's not shit at all. You know, it doesn't sound good. Maybe it doesn't. It isn't the best fight because of the way Lenares looks. But maybe Lenares rises to the occasion. Maybe Lomo Chink, Lomachenko brings the best out of him. Or maybe Lomachenko makes him bleed and he quits like a sucker. You never know with Lenares. But that's not a that's not a shit fight at all. That's uh, that's what we need to see. That's what we should want to see. Yeah, hopefully they can make that fight, I guess. It's good on paper, like I said, but I, I just ain't buying it. But uh, maybe they can have Easter versus Gervonta Davis. I know they're boys, but they've had their beef uh, within the last calendar year. Um, maybe have a little tournament style right there, even though I highly doubt Gervonta Davis will ever fight Lomachenko because Floyd Mayweather is saying no to that. Um, but, yeah, man, pretty much big stuff happening. But he'll fight Easter Jr. I think he'll fight Easter I think he Jr. Will. Be I good. think they I will like fight, fight because, uh, yeah, because because of the little the situation with him and Broner, he would you know mm-hmm. Floyd is the kind of hoe a hoe that would want to take all of Broner's money away from him, and you know he don't want to <laughs> he wouldn't want to do that to uh, to Al Heyman, but he would want to do that to to Broner. So I could see him making that fight for sure. Yeah, I could definitely that's see what that we one happening. The little little beef they had that'd be cool, and uh, that's that's always good, man. I. Uh, uh, two um, two black Americans fighting, and they can make pre- pretty good money while they're doing it. Um, Robert Easter definitely has a big size advantage, though, because Gervonta Davis is Gervonta Davis is a midget. To Adrian, he's a midget to Adrian Broner. He makes Adrian Broner look big, and Robert Easter makes Adrian Broner look like a midget. So we're really talking about a big size difference in that fight. But I mean, shit. But Easter Bobby bends Davis, up the way. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, we I mean, just saw hey, Easter fight a midget. Uh, yeah, that can't that wasn't throwing bombs like Devontae Davis can. Easter doesn't have it, man. It's just, it, it just is what it is, man. Easter, yeah, he's the tallest, but he's leaning over. He just fought a midget, and and Javante Davis is a midget, but he's got dynamite in his hands. So Easter will fall yeah, very we'll soon. Yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see how that one works out. Um, Devontae Davis looks nice when he looks nice. And uh, hopefully he could just be a little bit more professional. And, and uh, as far as making weight is because it seems like he's killing himself to to make 130. I mean, you know, 135 is right there. It might be a little bit easier on my man, but it works out. Um, but great Sunday, as we mentioned. Hold on, hold on, man. We got uh, fights coming up, and we need to talk. And I, and I got to talk uh, one thing with this guy, um, Janelle before we get out of here but you know my boy Gilberto Ramirez you know you're not it's like you're not even talking about this guy uh he's fighting for that WBO World Super uh Middleweight Championship um this weekend coming up against uh Ahmed um you know it'll probably be some easy work but Gilberto Ramirez is the real deal 
just remember I said that. I know you don't like Mexican fighters. That's why we were just going to – you weren't going to even mention that. But Gilberto Ramirez is the real deal. He's going to watch this. What is this? Ganyan. This guy's from Ganya. Yeah. Uh, 25 and 0. You know how it goes with these African guys. I don't know if they're, you know, we never know. But he's going to whoop this guy. This is for the WBO super, uh, super middleweight title. So shout out to Gilberto Ramirez, man. You got anything on that? Probably not, right? Because he's Mexican. Much love to Mexicans and get good to America. Take care of your work in this fight, good sir. <laughs> but, hey, I don't know. We, we've been talking Wilder, and Wilder stepped up. This is, you know, not really. This is like a fantasy matchup. Wilder told everybody last week that he would, in fact, beat a prime Mike Tyson. You know, I get I get on Facebook. I get a te- I get um. Of, uh, a message from Janelle saying my boy is crazy. Then my guy Thurgood, he's like, "Hey Willa, you know you're crazy on this. He could never, he he would never win. He couldn't be Mike Mike Tyson." And what I say to that is, you know, Mike Tyson was the first, was the first Triple G, all fucking hype. Mike Tyson is one of the most overrated athletes of all time. Mike Tyson beat – who did he beat? He beat guys like uh, – uh, not Spence, Spinks. No, no, no. Aaron, uh, whatever his name is. He beat guys that beat uh, Holmes. So he beat Larry Holmes, which was like 10 years older than him, right? And the other guys that he beat, were guys that made their name because they beat an old Larry Holmes. But every time it was time to do something big, when Mike Tyson fought the best, the actual best, when they were in their prime, he lost, right? So when people try to say this is outrageous that Deontay Wilder thinks that he can sleep on uh, Mike Tyson, just always remember, Mike Tyson didn't beat nobody, man. And Andre and, and Deontay Wilder drops bombs. Who did Mike Tyson fight that was dropping bombs? Not that many guys. Not that many guys. And, and, you know, when he did fight the guys that were dropping bombs, he he couldn't do nothing with them. They did. He didn't really necessarily get knocked out, but he couldn't do nothing with them because he was getting his head handed to him. People could say I'm crazy, and maybe I am. Tyson is a myth. He is a myth, just like Little G is a myth. You hit him in his face a couple of times, everything changes. And Wilder being a guy that's not scared of anybody with a long-ass jab, you know, he had Buster Mathis held him off for a little bit. Uh, Lennox Lewis, you know, it. The jab can handle Mike Tyson. And guess what? Deontay Wilder, he doesn't have a lot of stuff, but he has a hard-ass jab and a long-ass jab. So when I say I got Wilder by KO on Tyson, don't get mad at me. Don't try to discredit my boxing knowledge. Think about your boxing knowledge, Janelle. Because you're overhyping a guy that ain't beat nobody. 
Nobody. He beat, he, he beat the best in his time. In his time, he, he beat the best out there. He beat the best out there. It, it just is what it is. But they were. Uh, I right, mean, right, yeah, right. Yeah, so, Chase always wild. And Wallace's jab is not this incredible jab. Again, stationary targets, like, like, like <laughs> as he's fighting, yes, he might look like he has a good jab. His jab is not that good, man. His opposite. And what did heavyweight division say? And he fought Razor Ruddock. Oh, Razor Ruddock dropped bombs as well. And Tyson tore through him. He tore through Spinks. I mean, okay, as far as, like, the great heavyweights, oh, that era wasn't in the late 80s, but he beat the best out there. Um, Tyson's bobbing and weaving constant head movement. Man, Deontay Wilder wouldn't even be able to find that man, dog. It is what it is. And you're comparing to, and you're comparing at the time he fought Lennox Lewis. I mean, come on, Tyson was all fat and chubby. He was he was well past punch. He came off a layoff. He fought that other guy he fought. And when Joe Kazaki fought on the undercard of that, and you saw even then, this guy, he's retired. And then he was set to fight of uh, merciless Ray Mercer. And then Lewis did some legal actions the way he forced that fight to go. Oh, to go away so he, so, so he could have Mike, and, and, and then Mike fought um, uh, uh, Lewis. I mean, Lewis knew Tyson was so, done. He so you Tyson. agree? So we both huh? agree that Mike. We both agree that Mike Tyson is more hype than actual. Not the prime Tyson. Not with Kevin Rooney cut him out in this corner. That's not hype. That man was not hype. Okay, yes, but his who did career. He beat? I mean, his he beat whoever was out there at that time. And you mentioned Larry Holmes. Okay, Larry Holmes, what, in his early 30s or whatever? Okay, now, it was fights after the Mike Tyson fight where he fought guys and he got credit for them, uh, beating them. But, yeah, he was considered old. It's like the whole Bernard Hopkins thing. Okay, okay, Joe Kazak got no Hopkins. Uh, Joe Kazak got no props for beating Hopkins. Everybody, oh, my God, he's old, washed up. But then eight months later, he looks faster, quicker, and slicker than he ever looked when he beat Kelly Pavick. Oh, my God. Uh, on, on front page of the magazine. Oh, working like I, I, I feel you on that. Oh, he's getting better with age. Oh, he's getting better with age. I'm like, oh, man. But just eight minutes earlier, he was all he was old and washed up, and Joe got no credit for that. All the way at time, oh, Hopkins was the undisputed champion at like heavyweight. But, yeah, he was considered old and washed up. But it's, it's just like, you know, that's the, that's the whole Hopkins thing. So it's just like, come on, man. Okay, I understand that his prime was short. Again, you blame him. I'm the guy who's a growing man. Well, we all know the competition that happened. You got Don King and Don King. Uh, Don King actually fired Kevin Rooney, if you, know, if you know the whole story behind that. Okay, Don King was the one that got Kevin Rooney out of the way, and he, and he filled uh, Tyson with his circle, guys that he knew uh, personally, and, and, and that's when they began to actually cheat Tyson out of his money and shit. It all started around that time. And those guys who wasn't in good uh, boxing trainers didn't have the advice from the way uh, Kevin Rooney and were custom model groomed. It's like, and from there on in, even though he was still winning, but you saw his skills declining. He turned into a headhunter. He stopped. He stopped breaking down the body. He stopped even. And he was more athleticism more than a technical skill he had. About Kevin Rooney had him. And and from there on in, it was all, it was all downhill from Tyson's career as far as that goes. So yeah, his career was short lived as far as his prime is. But I, I don't think Wilder will find Tyson in his prime with Kevin Rooney in his corner. I don't think Wilder would be able to find Tyson. So what is the prime? What, what age is the prime? Uh, is the prime from the Michael? Mike Tyson, twenty six. Uh, before Michael Spinks. Uh, before the Michael Spinks fight. Or uh, that fight and that fight before that. That fight okay. before that was, was Tyson's prime, and you saw it. If you go back and watch tapes, and you see that, and 
and then he watched the first um uh, the first um uh, Frank Bruno fight. He was head hunting all night. And that was the first fight when he went in without Kevin Rooney in his corner. And he just saw right then and there. Something changed. It's a whole different ball. That's when he started getting that change. Yes, he got rich. He got a lot richer with Don King. Well, uh, apparently he was richer because, okay, the check he was getting on a thing, though, uh, Don King was just starting his, uh, his whole fuckery schemes. That's why I scammed out his money and shit. But around that time is when you just saw that the, the whole decline in his skills. And, and it's inevitable how he's headhunting. He's not breaking a body. He's not getting his angles the way he was. He's just getting there and just throwing, just throwing punches. He changed from a boxer to a slugger. Tyson had classic boxing skills. You know what I'm saying? Back when Kevin cut him out in his For a couple of years. Hey, hey. I said his prime was short. I'm not going to. And it wasn't a couple of years. It was every fight from the Michael Spinks in before. It was, it was like him or like him really getting, having good advice, uh, training hard, everything, uh, not snowing, coat and banging hookers, even before fights. It was fights that even he won with Don King. <laughs> I'm, I'm around him where he was banging hookers, he was snowing, coat, but he was still getting in, uh, uh, beating guys. He was beating guys all for power and strength. It wasn't boxing skills. That was 85 to 88, man. That's just three years. That's a couple hey, of years. I'm not going to deny that. I'm not going to deny that. It's probably one short-lived. I'm not going to deny that. I'm yeah. not going to deny it. It's okay, the truth. let me ask you this. We'll switch it up. So, a uh, 30, how old is Wilder? Wilder's 30 years old. A 30-year-old Wilder versus even, a 30-year-old Tyson. Who wins? Honestly, I think, honestly, I believe that even the Holy Spirit that Tyson beat, uh, beats Wilder, even though he was rushed. I think even that Tyson beats Wilder, matter of fact. I'm going on that yeah. limb. I'm, I'm going on that limb. That's a limb. That's a limb. It ain't no limb. It no. ain't no limb. Wilder Amanda Holy. Holyfield probably kills Wilder. I mean, probably murders him. I, you know, I people think that I'm this high that I think Wilder's an all-time Thousand great fights. or all Thousand that fights. like that. But I, I, I don't. Fights. I just don't think Thousand Tyson is fights. either. And I think Tyson was the one that that, that, that would kill Wilder. I think Holyfield outpoints him. I think Holyfield outpoints him. But I think even Tyson even come out of prison, not to lose to. Oh, not the Lewis beat, but when the Holyfield beat in the first fight or second fight, I think I think kills Wilder. Even that Tyson was still pretty quick. Even that Tyson was still quick on the trigger with shots. Even he was still quick on the trigger with shots. So it's like, and Holyfield did not have an easy time with him. No, he didn't. They were both old. Like I said, man, people think that I think Wilder is this sometime all time great. I don't. Hey, but the way I he also was talking, the way he was talking, he was just talking as if like he was this. Hey, no, I mean, no, no. I think he's. I mean, no. I think he drops bombs. At the end of I think day, he's one of the. At the end of the day, it's all opinionated. At the end of the day, it's all opinionated. It's, it's yeah. all opinionated. And what I'm saying is my opinion. What you're saying is your opinion. I mean, I think Wilder is just, I just sloppy as hell. He is, but I. What I'm on and is. I don't think Mike Tyson his head, is. And the guy that's constantly moving his head, constant head movement. Let me talk. He's constantly moving. He's gonna miss it. He's gonna miss like crazy, man. Yeah, he's gonna miss. I feel you. And Tyson, I think pain. Mike Tyson is overrated. I think Mike Tyson is very overrated. <laughs> you said you said not in his prime, but he didn't beat anybody in his prime. You see what I'm saying? He beat whoever he, was out yeah. there. It's like how Wild, right? He beat whoever right. was out there. doing he the same who, thing. And Wilder's doing okay, the same thing. Okay, so he's overrated. Thing. Then. So when Wilder beats, okay, oh, he's overrated. Then. No, he's not rated because people don't like him. He's not rated, but. 
when it all said when it's all said and done, he'll have a similar resume as Mike Tyson. And he might not have any L's. So if he beats Joshua and he beats Ortiz and then he fights Fury and he somehow wins, but he probably wouldn't. But if he somehow does, his resume is probably better than Mike Tyson's. But he'll never be rated Mike Tyson because Mike Tyson was a boogeyman. Mike Tyson was the first Triple G. Mike Tyson was all hype. Those three years that he did dominate, bums and old guys. Is 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 made him to where he's. There are people say he's a top five all time heavyweight. He's not. Before he won the belt, was considered his prime. Even before he beat Trevor Burby, he was still considered in the prime of his career. I mean, was it just hype? But it was so short lived that it's all hype. Three years. It was only three years, man. I don't think it's hype. Okay, it's short lived. Yes, and this is why I don't say that. Okay, he's. Our greatness is basically longevity, and this is why. Okay, he's not going to pass. Let's say he's a great, all-time great, but he's all-time great talent. Talent. And I'll give you that. Okay, the great talent, but as far as a great, there was no longevity. So this is why you can't say he's actually great. But I'm saying, as far as talent-wise, he's definitely great, and he could have been all-time great. But I'm saying again, it's all it's all on him. I mean, I'm the guy's a grown man, but. Hey, like Bernard Hopkins says, um, Hopkins says it's the best. I mean, boxers get raped a lot by the promoters because there's no hard for the Stanford graduates coming in boxing. Um, guys come off the streets, they come out of prison, and they get into professional boxing. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? They don't got no uh, great education and shit. So, you know what I'm saying? So, it's like, they're easy. all they know is what their promoters tell them. They're easy to take advantage of. Very easy. Uh, uh, just I don't think reason. Don King was telling them to do cocaine. Even, but as far as like, as far as manipulating them, and he got rid of Kevin Rooney, it was Don King that was behind that. And again, uh, Don King had his own vision and knew what he wanted to do. And basically, he wanted to start fucking the guy over with his money and shit. And that whole training circle that he had, uh, Tyson didn't hire those guys. Don King hired them. And this is where all the fucking restarted. So it's like, I mean, about the same notice, like you said, okay, the guy is a fucking grown man, but. Now, we all know he wasn't the sharpest tool in the draw. Now, we all know that. No. Uh, yeah, no, I got you, man. And, and I feel you. And I, I just want to, you know, I just wanted to talk about that, man, because uh, I think that's always a good discussion. And people, you know, they're quick to say you don't know anything. But the only thing I just say, again, is that Mike Tyson was is overhyped as his career. As far as being an all-time great, he's not. Is Wilder all-time great? No, no, no. no. But, but Wilder great. has all-time great power. He's all-time great talent. He's all-time great talent is what right. I say. It's how you and Wilder has I mean, all-time great power. All-time great Wilder talent. has Foreman-type power. No, I won't go that far. I mean, you got to look at the guys he's beating, though, man. Uh, guys, I'm, I, I'm heavily saying are not in good shape. And if you're not in good shape, you're not going to take the best punch. You know what I mean? It hits it, 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 it is. A punch distance come from being in excellent condition. And, and these heavyweights say are real fat, slobby slobs. That Stavron was a fucking slob compared to the fucking heavyweights of Ali's time. You know what I'm saying? Or even in the fucking 90s. Or early 90s. Um, guys, in heavyweight division, was, it was full of fit, of fit fighters. You know what I'm saying? Right. If a guy's not in the best of shape, man, he's not going to take the best punch. So it's like... No, I got you. You know what I mean? It's what it is. Well, yeah, that's it, man. Go ahead. Going back, 
back to RC, man. We'll take it back to RC to wrap it up. That's oh, all yeah, I want yo, to yo, do, yo, RC. Yo, 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 yo. Hello, hello, hello. I want to say one more thing. Yeah, we. I'll keep comparing about how uh, Spence lost in amateurs to this guy. I always tell people all the time, in boxing, you leave the amateurs and the amateurs and the pros and the pros. A four-round boxing match is nowhere near the equivalent to a 12-round boxing match. You know what I'm saying? And this is why I just always say, man, just leave the amateurs and the amateurs. Man, this is a professional right now. Because if you ain't tell it, beat Kelly Pavlik in the on the amateurs easily, actually, and and fucking Pavlik knock him out in the fucking first fight and, and fucking beat him in the second fight with no problem. So it was like, just leave the amateurs and the amateurs, man. A four-round fight does not compare to a 12-round fight. Um, guys are in way better shape. I mean, the amateurs, guys are not even full-time boxers. Really. Dad are really supporting them and really behind their careers because like, guys got regular jobs. Um, as a pro, a boxing is your job. You know what I mean? And it's how you feed your family and you're making good money at it. So it's like, a spin just destroys them as a pro. And that amateur win, just, I, I just leave it there. I'm sorry. Oh, we we all agree, but but you do agree that once you beat a guy, you probably feel that you can beat him again. I mean, in the amateurs, it's a whole different ball. I mean, the amateurs, man. I don't. I mean, if it's as a pro, yes. But, but, but in the amateurs, I'm mean, even fucking pro you. boxers that beat amateur boxers. I, I, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, okay, that was just a four round fight. I mean, uh, so twelve rounds of hell is a whole lot. I'm throwing 12 rounds is a, whole, is a whole lot more difficult. I mean, it's a whole lot more difficult, and you got to deal with this powerful guy for 12 rounds rather than four rounds. You got to box for four rounds. And look at Jab Judah, for instance. All right, now his amateur career was incredible, but we all know Jab Judah was a four-round guy even as a pro. Right. Oh, that's like round six. Oh, he basically just hang on there for the 12 round or whatever, or it's just like, okay, I'll, I'll start to fade. But everybody has a problem with Jab Judah for four rounds as a pro. And imagine amateur how dominant he was, and and like he has less losses amateur than Floyd Mayweather does as amateur. You know what I'm saying? So it's but he's nowhere near as good as Floyd as as we all know. So it's, I don't know, just leave that in the amateurs, man. It's the whole thing, man. man. Sorry. We agree. We of all course, yeah. agree. Oh my, oh my, figure all leave that shit in the past. You fucking scrub. Good point, Janelle. But um. Yeah, I don't even want to comment on the Wilder Tyson situation. Uh, yeah, but hey, man, what you got? What you got planned for the rest of the day, Willa? You know, just gonna be on that family tip today, and that's about it, man. Getting ready for uh, the next week, a chiller at the crib. So I'm looking good this week. That is, that is. All right, man. Well, I'm about to go. Uh, Give me some stuff to barbecue up. Probably kick it back at the crib and and uh, enjoy some wrestling, as old Ted Turner used to call it. Uh, good show today, guys. Man, good stuff. A lot of stuff came up. A lot of stuff that we had to point out. I'm gonna go. Actually, I'm gonna go back on uh, HBO social media site just to see if there's any comments uh, from people that are um, have any uh, uh, eyes that work like we did from the foolery yesterday. But other than that, man. Hope everybody has a blessed Sunday. Start off your day tomorrow better than you did last week. Get through the week, all that good stuff. For me, yeah, shout out to JP. He left. I hope he didn't take that oh, uh, personal, but uh, I, I I don't think he did. We just, you know, we're having fun out here. I might cut your mic off, man, just to get a good laugh. But we're gonna come back to you. Hopefully, you know, we'll have him back on. You know, pull your skirt up, B. Yeah, well. 
we'll we'll give him a call back for sure. Hopefully, uh, well, let it, let him know next time that, or let that, that let that be a lesson to him next time that you ain't watched the fight. Well, <laughs> can't really have a whole lot to say on it, but no, it's all love, man. It's all love. JP knows he's welcome here anytime he wants. He's a good dude. So, um, uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully everybody has a blessed week. All that good stuff for myself, RC underscore President on Instagram, Willard the King on this side. Uh, Janelle, thank you for coming on, backing up, backing it up, and uh, holding it down like you always do. Until next week, we'll be back here on Sunday. Uh, Will and Will show will be back on Wednesday, as it usually is. Uh, Will says o'clock. he might be there, but we shall see. <laughs> Like you said, are you holding your breath for that, Willie? <laughs> no, no, I would be dead by now, man. You have to get that uh, uh, R.I.P. Willie tat, dog, but if we were holding our breath for Will. <laughs> but I've seen him this weekend. He says he was ready, but, you know, we'll see. All right, man. Hopefully we don't have to play that boys to men for him. Hopefully my man makes it on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, everybody who joined us today, um, everybody who's uh, – Still rocking with us. We love y'all, man, and we'll see you guys on Wednesday, and the boxing part will be on Sunday. Everybody have a great rest of your day. Enjoy it all. Stay out of trouble. From Marcy and Willa, Central California, Houston, Texas, Outsiders Boxing Man, we out. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.